This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. That is exactly what I needed to hear. Thank God someone here knows what they're talking about. That's us. That's right. Gotta love this American ride. All right, you need to take the time and get the full picture. I mean, they rev my engine, but they don't belong in the newsroom. It is Anchor Man, not Anchor Lady. What do you want from me? I'm not a married sweetheart. Goodness sake, Beth, keep your voice down. Your father's listening to the radio. I'm not married sweetheart. This is the Annie Fry Show. Hey, happy Wednesday to you. You've made it to hump day. So Annie is off all this week. Mike Elam is back in the seat today. That would be me. That's a That was so weird. It's what's a Bob Dole. Bob Dole's a good guy. You should vote for Bob Dole. Do the whole Mike Elam is here. Well, that's me. Hi. Uh, Ryan is back. How are you, sir? Are you running for higher office? Because that sounds like what something a, a politician would do. I am running for higher office. Thanks for bringing that up. Here's what they say about Donald Trump, Donald Trump said. <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> Donald, Donald Trump said if he could vote for himself, he would. Luckily, he can, and he's going to, because Donald Trump is a great guy. All is quoted by Donald Trump. Right. <laughs> That's it. Leah is back. She is so excited that she she got yesterday done. And you could just feel the confidence that is brimming from her today. Yeah. And and it has nothing to do with the fact that Brad is already trolling the show. I'm uh, telling him to chill. There you go. Hey, man, we are we are all good. Uh, our YouTube live chat poll today, because some people who are full-time here are working here. Other people have people like me who come in and let the full-time people have the day off. So are you working this week? It's basically the same. It's a little... Or less and nope. Yeah, a little but less or oh, nope. There's there you the go. three choices. So that's your YouTube live chat poll today. Are you working this week? Basically the same as usual, which is a no for me. A little less, which is true. A little but I less. I know the comma is in a weird spot you, there. Okay, that's it, why. It, it's yeah, not, Ryan it's wrote not it. Four, it's not four choices. It's three. It's three choices. Okay, so the other comma threw me off. When I, when I read scripts, commas mean pause. They should. They do. There's just an extra one in there. Okay. So are you working this week or not? <laughs> yeah, just, that's, that's the question. And, that's a, it. and Brad Range is not working this week, but has chosen to spend his time chiming in on the chat. 
saying no. So, so I, I don't really know where that falls. So I think Brad, chiming I, on the chat may be pushing him into work. I think it's a little less for Brad because he's still wording. He's still working because he's here. Yeah, and he just took over the the chat page. Look at that. That and, is like. Brad, and, Brad, 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 yeah. Brad, Brad, and then Annie Fry is and commenting. Bra- yeah, but I can't tell if it's Annie or if it's us because we it's have me. access. Oh, it's you. Okay, yeah. okay. Oh, that would be funny if it was. But I, <laughs> I would pretty much guarantee you, Annie is not paying attention to that. No, I think that's correct. Yeah, because I'm sure just hearing Mike Elam do her show would be like, God, why did he say that? Yes, I could see that. She probably wouldn't say God, but beyond that, it would it would pretty much be the same thing. I just want to point out before we move into the show show. The show show. It is snowing in St. Louis. It is. Yay. So and it's there's, big snow. Yeah, it's actually some pretty big flakes, but it's also 38 degrees. So it's not going to stick, but it looks pretty. Uh, it was kind of nasty when I was driving in this morning because you had just a, a rainy, snowy mixture. Are we all in agreement that if it's going to be nasty and gray out, Snow just makes it a little bit better. Yes. Yes. Not the commute, just as far as aesthetics go. I I agree with that. However, I would really prefer, because my dad is here with us today. He's actually sitting in a chair around the corner, and I said, do you want to come in? We're getting ready to start the show. He goes, I'm pretty comfy right here. I'll I'll come join you later. Okay. He's in the nice chairs. I don't blame him. He is a nice, comfy chair. He's also 91. So if if he wants to sit, you you go ahead and sit. We'll we'll have you on a little bit later on. Conversely, but, if he wants to talk, he can come on, say anything he wants, anytime he wants. And, and he's pretty firm on the I'm not saying anything. Okay. So we'll, we'll that's our goal today. Let's get him to at least say something, right? Okay. And probably something derogatory towards me. I'm sure is where you guys are going to go. But we'll we'll see how how that works out today. But when we were driving in today. I said, you know, when it's weather like this, it's the perfect day to just sit at home. And Dad goes, and watch football. And I went, oh, I guess he didn't want to come to the radio station with me today. <laughs> he could have told you no. Did you force him? He could have, pretty much. Yeah. I was like, I don't feel comfortable with you staying home alone. So, because my wife is is working today. It's the only day this week that she's actually working. So, Gotcha. So, what are you doing? That's what we want to know in the YouTube live chat poll. Are you working this week basically the same as usual, a little but less, or nope? So those are your three to choose from from there. Um, I was looking at something earlier today that was Bill Hemmer's year in review that he did for Fox News. And there were some stories on there that I had kind of forgotten about, but it, it was like your thing yesterday on people who passed this past year that you may have forgotten that they passed. And you had quite a few names that you brought up Mm -hmm. that I went, oh, wow, I did forget about them. And there were some things that you probably remember, and it's it's not a big deal, but some of the things I was like, oh, yeah, that, that happened this year. So the first thing that he talked about, and I think this was more chronologically, not because of these are the biggest stories, but the spy balloon that happened. Yeah. And... It feels like that happened a really long time ago. It does, although that doesn't surprise me. If I had to guess the month, what was that, maybe April? I think it was June. Oh, oh, it was summer. Okay. I, I think it was. I think that's what he said there. Um, one that I had forgotten about until he mentioned it 
was the train derailment in East Palestine, Ohio. Oddly, of all the stories that you were going to bring up, I was going to say, I wonder if the train derailment's on there. It is. Because yes. that one is, it was such a huge story for weeks and weeks. It was. Because people were talking about this in, as an ecological disaster, and they were going to have to test it for a long time. They were evacuating. And this went on for a month at least. Yes. And I don't know what's happened since. I guess it's everything's okay, but I don't I, know. <laughs> I'm sure it's probably not, but it, it speaks to the fact of we are such a shiny object world, right? So that was, like you said, a huge story, and it just ate all of the news coverage, right? Nothing else could get oxygen. That sucked it all up in the room. And then all of a sudden, you get something else that happens, and people are like, where? Where was that train derailment again? I don't, I don't even remember what state, much less what community, right? So, and I remember the people who were the elected officials in that community at the time, and they warned, and they said, don't forget us. This is going to be a long recovery. This is not something that we're going to be able to just jump in and, and build it back, and it's all good, right? But probably because of, of what you just said, uh, where you're like, I'm sure it's good. It's because we haven't heard anything. We d- yeah, we don't right? know. We don't know. So we don't do follow-up stories in the news much anymore. We do the breaking, and we focus on the breaking. But you don't really get into those follow-up stories. So I have no idea what's going on in I mean, East Palestine, Ohio. I mean, the hope is that it, becomes, it goes from a national story to a local story. Right. It doesn't go away. It's just that after, and that one actually did stick around for quite a while. It did. It Most had of the time... You watch a story and it plays out over the span of basically a week. If it has longer term political implications, it'll come back. Right. But you're, you know, something happens and then you're not talking about it anymore because you're on to the next thing. But that one in particular, I remember it was at least three weeks that we were talking about that. And then your hope is, well, it it doesn't actually impact me directly at all right. here in St. Louis. It's just something that's more indicative of the larger political climate. Uh, is this something that could affect you? You know, we have lots of trains around here. We do. Is our infrastructure up to date? That kind of stuff does affect you. And so it becomes that kind of conversation more. And then you hope that the local officials, the local leaders of Ohio, and then even down to East Palatine, Ohio, they're dealing with it still maybe to this day, but we don't know anymore because it's not really in our purview. So hopefully when you do these year in reviews and those kind of stories pop up, my guess is in first quarter, somebody's going to do a, hey, what's going on there now? You know, because one year later, one year later, like, let's do a follow up and, and see what that looks like. A story that does continue to seem to have legs and continues to evolve and grow is chat GPT slash AI. So chat GPT was the first really, oh, have you seen this? Have you played around? With Chat GPT yeah, at all, yeah, we've we've messed with it a little bit for um, scripts. It yeah, actually I use is a, it. It's a nice starter for scripts. It doesn't complete them for you, right? But it gives you a nice framework to work from that speeds things along for you. So my friend Mike Bowie has started teaching Chat GPT classes on how to use it, and it, I took uh, one of the classes that he did, and. It was really interesting because he said, when you use it, start a new topic and then just have a conversation. So don't just type a question, but have a conversation with ChatGPT like you would someone that you're just talking with. 
And you can find stuff that you can copy and you can drop in there and you can say, learn this and it will learn it because it doesn't update. I think the last update was January of 22. Oh, was the last update that it had. So if you ask it something that's going on today, like if you talk about what's going on with Israel and uh, the war right now with Hamas, probably has no clue on what to tell you about it. But you can start talking about things and have a conversation back and forth. And it's amazing what it will help you develop. And it cleans up a lot of stuff. But one of the things that I've noticed, you know, AI became this huge focus this year. We really haven't talked about it that much, but it's become a big focus this year. And one of the things I've noticed is if you're on LinkedIn and you do a post on LinkedIn, it has a thing at the bottom that sits there all the time now that says rewrite using AI. And I hadn't noticed that up until maybe the last month or so. So the two things could be one of two things could be true. Either A, it just showed up in the last month or so, or B, I'm that not observant that it's been there and I just haven't paid any attention. Yeah, with AI in general, it feels like we're in one of those moments where you know everything's about to change and everybody goes, oh, gold rush, let's go toward it. And then everybody goes, uh, now what do we do? Right. You, uh, I can make money with this. How? Right. <laughs> you know, and so th- this feels like when in the mid 90s, I remember this, Mike, but I was in middle school okay. or, or early high school right around there. And we used to have commercials that would come on these channel one TVs that we had in our t- in our classrooms, which was ridiculous. And so we'd watch commercials and a lot of them for were for the World Wide Web. Oh. This thing was <laughs> going to change everything. Yes. And that was true. It did change everything, but it took a long time. And nobody really knew exactly what that was going to look like. It feels like that's where we are with AI. I think so in a big way right now. Everybody's trying to figure out where's it going to go. And you see a lot of people that are falling in one of two camps, right? Uh, Either AI is going to be really cool and I can't wait to see what it's going to do. Or AI scares the hell out of me and it's going to take over the world and start World War III, right? Do you want to play a game? Mm-hmm. Uh, and all of a sudden, you Red know. Red Dawn. Yeah. Well, what was that? It wasn't Red Dawn. There was thermal nuclear um, destruction or something like that. What was that What was that game? What was that movie? I don't remember. Somebody on the Annie Fry show was, was going to come up with that. It was 80s. Okay. Yeah. Um, but it was it was all about the fact that he just started playing this game. So he hacked in to the Defense Department's computer and uh, war, war games. games. Thank you. Yes. War games. Um, and that was kind of the first that I remember of artificial intelligence coming in and artificial intelligence is going to take over the world. So that was that was the first part that we had on that. So you have people that are kind of going in either camp right now. And we'll see where that breaks down. But it's it's interesting, if nothing else. So those are just a, a few of, like, the top three stories that I saw uh, in Himmer's thing. And we can talk about more as we go through the show today. But things that, something you may have forgotten about that happened this year. Uh, other things that just just keep having legs and keep growing. And we'll see where, where that goes from here. Um, we've got a busy show today. Lieutenant Governor Mike Kehoe is going to join us on the other side of the break. And then we have Wiggins America, of course, that's going to happen um, after that. So lots of stuff still to come in this particular hour. Uh, Kirk Erickson is going to join us from the Post-Dispatch next hour. 
he wrote a, a story about what's coming up in the next legislative session. So I'm interested to hear his take on that. We're also going to talk with Mark Harder, who is from St. Louis County Council. There's been a lot of arguments about budgeting going along with there, especially with he and Sam Page. So that'll be interesting. And then uh, in the 2 o'clock hour, Missouri State Representative Cody Smith, who is the House Budget Chairman, the longest-serving House Budget Chair since we started term limits. He is running for Missouri State Treasurer as well. We'll talk to him because this this big money that comes from the federal government is getting ready to end after next year. So it's going to be interesting to talk to Cody and figure out what's this budget going to look like this year. And uh, by the way, thank you very much, Kyle, for throwing Kenny Chesney in there because I'm a country guy. So I love having bumper music that is country. It's Mike Elam sitting in for Annie Fry on 97.1 FM Talk. We're going to talk with Mike Kehoe on the other side of the break. This is the Annie Fry Show. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash recommend today. You're listening to The Annie Fry Show. Interact with Annie on Facebook. The Annie Fry Show. So time keeps on slipping, slipping, slipping. As we go through the rest of this year, wrapping everything up, hope you have great New Year plans coming up. Uh, I just feel like 2023 needs to get put to bed. We need to be done with this year. Although today it's very pretty outside. I hope that you don't have to work today. Our YouTube live chat poll says, are you working this week? And your choices are basically the same as usual. A little less, but uh, a little, but less or nope. So you're either not working, you're working a little less than you normally were, or this is a regular week for you. So kind of depends. But if you're not working, there are some beautiful snowflakes that are falling in downtown St. Louis right now. And I mean, they're the size of half dollars. They've got some big 
flakes that are falling right now. Uh, and we are being joined on the guest line by Lieutenant Governor Mike Kehoe. Governor, how are you, sir? Mike, it's great to be on with you. I hope you had a great Christmas. And uh, snow's been falling through much of Missouri today. It's kind of pretty. I was curious, are you in mid-Missouri right now? Because I never know where, where you are when I talk to you, because you're always driving the yeah. wheels off your car. And somebody told me it's like tracking world's where's Waldo the other day, which I'm not sure it was a compliment or not. Uh, I'm actually working, uh, trying to get fence fixed and a few things done for the winter on the farm. As you know, we're a beef cattle uh, production facility down in um, Phelps County. So we're taking this week to get some outside work done. And it's a little bit chilly, but it's beautiful outside. It is pretty right now. And uh, Steve Moore, our program director, just uh, stuck his head in. And he said, the thing I love about that snow falling right now is the ground's 38 degrees. So that means it's not going to stick. So it's pretty. but yeah, it's, it's just, it's it's just nice away. to look at. And then it doesn't stay. So we like that. You got to like that. I hope you had uh, a great Christmas. You have had a very very busy year. So you had a, a new family member who joined you at, at Christmas this year, I'm assuming. Isn't that weird? Yes, it was a little bit odd, but it was great. Somebody asked me when, what was one of my favorite Christmases. I said, you know, probably it was this year because my kids are old enough where they're not at each other's throat anymore. <laughs> uh, presents presents aren't are important, but it's not the most important part of the day. And we had a new a uh, member joined us. My oldest daughter got married a couple of months ago, and obviously her uh, husband was with us this year, so a son-in-law, and um, it worked out well. It was a nice day. Everybody was calm, and uh, the new member of the family fit in well. I made him help me clean the barbecue grill, so that's always a good way to break them in. <laughs> Come here, uh, son-in-law. Uh, I got the, some fins for you. My wife and I have been very blessed. That's... We've been very blessed with our kids and uh, now our, our new son-in-law. Well, I saw that you were at the uh, Missouri Highway Patrol graduation the other day. Yes, uh, last Friday I've uh, been blessed and uh, honored, really humbled, to uh, be able to um, speak to multiple classes over the last several years that graduate. We graduate two a year, uh, 25 um, young men from all across the state and around the country were part of this year's Highway Patrol class. You know, our patrol in the academy is one of the premier academies in the United States. And so uh, we do attract uh, folks from Oklahoma and Texas and Illinois and you name it. But uh, it's, it's, it's incredibly um, cool to be able to talk to those folks who have chosen, uh, chosen to, uh, you know, keep our communities safe and our highways safe um, as a line of work. And um, they're true public servants uh, in the purest form. And uh, it's just uh, it's, it's inspiring to be around them and their family members, see the support Pat, Jim, 25 men, as I said, this is the first class I've talked to. We didn't have any females, but 25 men. And the gym was packed with hundreds of people because their moms and dads and wives and girlfriends and all of the significant folks in their lives come to support them for this graduation. It was uh, fantastic. We wish them the best of luck. And each one of them, I told them, as you shake your hand, I tell them, not only thank you for your commitment to our state, but come home from your shift. Stay safe. Yeah, no kidding. I, are you seeing the numbers, are are they always about 25? Are they getting less? Are they getting more? I'm just curious where they are, because I know police officers in general, we tend to be having shrinking classes. Yes, we have an incredible shortage in law enforcement and multiple agencies all across the state, to your point. And uh, Highway Patrol is no different. We'd like to have more because we have a lot of retirements coming through the patrol um, we have two classes a year, usually about 20 to 25. And then the patrol started about uh, two years ago. I think they've done three classes now 
what they call an accelerated class, where if you're already in law enforcement, you have certain certifications, you can take a shorter kind of academy class and then become a highway patrolman or woman. Um, And we've had a couple, three of those, and usually about eight to 10 in each of those classes. So kind of outside of the box thinking, bringing some more people into patrol, but law enforcement in general, uh, Mike, the problem is, is we unfortunately have in some areas, um, you know, people who are not supporting the police. And we, as a country, as a state and communities all across the state, we have to support the men and women that keep our communities safe. Um, It's a spiral downhill that you cannot reverse if we get too far down. So I'm so happy that you've got Gabe Gore up there who's doing a fantastic job uh, with as a prosecutor, but we need to make sure we're all utilizing our power to vote and whatever bully puppet we have to make sure we get tough prosecutors in there that are going to protect the men and women after they take these criminals off the streets. You know, we had a police officer at my Christmas dinner this year uh, for the first time because my daughter is dating a St. Louis City police officer. And I, I I felt bad for him at first because he was just getting pummeled with all kinds of questions because you have all these people at, at the Christmas table around him who are all people living in St. Charles County in the suburbs, right? Well, the crime that happens in St. Louis, we don't see it in St. Charles County, thank God. Um, but they were all asking him, kind of, you know, what is this like? And he was talking about how short they are in in police officers and how a lot of times, you know, they used to be two officers to a car, but now they're down to one. And it's a recruitment problem. They just can't get people to be officers in the city. Well, first of all, God bless him for being a police officer and special blessings for him being in the city of St. Louis. There are a couple of hundred plus spots down in the city right now. I work with those guys all the time. Um, but they're, you know, the, the prosecutors, a good thing for them, uh, being able to uh, get their pay right. I think Chief Tracy has done a good job of getting uh, them incremental pay increases, which they wholeheartedly deserve. But, yeah, uh, the, the parts of the cities, you know, I'm from North St. Louis there in Walnut Park and yeah. uh, Baden, and parts of the city are, you know, can be a war zone. Um, my wife and I were fortunate enough to go up and work at the community center. We've been helping up in Walnut Park a couple of times over this Christmas season um, and just try to encourage people to try to find ways to make a difference in people's lives in these inner city neighborhoods where they literally have no idea what hope is. And when you tell them who I am and I came from the neighborhood, they just, they quite frankly, don't believe it. They don't think anybody kind of makes it out of those areas. So um, supporting the law enforcement so that they can be back in those communities and making sure that those folks can go out and literally mow their lawn or paint their handrail without getting shot at is very important. And it's, like I said earlier, we have to get that balance back in order for us to grow as a community in the St. Louis region and, of course, as a state. We're talking to Lieutenant Governor Mike Kehoe, and, you know, one of the things that I keep seeing all the time, and it doesn't matter what I'm watching these days, it seems like, this immigration issue just continues to get out of hand. And I'm seeing, you know, the mayor of New York who is calling on the feds to come help. But then you have the mayor of Chicago who's blaming the governor of Texas for the problems that they're having in Chicago, even though they they have waved their we're a sanctuary city flag and basically asked for these people to come. And now that they're getting them, they don't want them. But it, it begs the question, 
what is this going to look like for the state of Missouri? And how does Missouri keep from having these border issues and, and what's happening in the other cities come to our state? Well, it's, you see some of these crazy woke cities across the country saying we want to be a sanctuary city, and then all of a sudden, be careful what you wish for. Right. Then they start coming by buses, and all of a sudden they say, well, we, we didn't mean it in that way. Every state is a border state now. I don't care if Missouri is several hundred miles away from what we know is a true U.S. border or not. We are border states because the number of folks that are coming across the border every day, doesn't matter what news channel you watch, whether you think it's a liberal-leaning channel or a conservative-leaning channel, thousands and thousands and thousands of people illegally are coming across that border, our southern border, and they're eventually making their way into all of our states. The fentanyl crisis that's coming across those borders is absolutely an all-time high immediate need to be able to stop. I mean, the number one deaths in the United States and in Missouri between 18 and 40-year-olds are fentanyl. And that's coming across the border in record numbers, not to mention all of the other problems that come across the border when you come here illegally. We're a country that allows people to come in legally. I am the product of immigrants from the late 1870s from Ireland. They came here legally. Many of your listeners, if not most of your listeners, had folks that came here legally. We're a country that wants to encourage that. That's who we are. That's part of our democracy. But just flooding the border without any uh, kind of regard for who's coming in and what the process they've went through is absolutely one of the ruinations we're seeing of our modern times. You know, as you're looking into 2024, and it feels weird to call that the home stretch for you because you've you've been out covering the state of Missouri for literally the last two years. Uh, I remember it was a year and a half ago. Uh, we were at the public schoolhouse in Cottleville, and I was like, "Wait, is he already running?" It's like <laughs> he is. So I remember you getting out there early and and driving uh, the wheels off the bus. But the immigration issue is one big issue. But as you look into 2024. Uh, obviously, the economy is is going to be a big part. But what are you seeing as the big issues for Missouri as we turn the page for the new year? Well, you're you're absolutely right, and uh, not that I'm counting, but I think it's 220 days to the primary, <laughs> Mike. Just in case you just, want to know, just a round um, number. Well, we talked about we talked about it earlier. Crime is a huge issue across our state. It's it's something the St. Louis region struggles with, but quite frankly, different parts of our state that has to be that has to be dealt with and handled immediately and continued support to law enforcement men and ladies all across the state. That has to be priority number one. Uh, when you drive around the state, like my wife and I do, almost 71,000 miles, I think, since we started this uh, this journey wow. without leaving the state borders. Bidenomics is killing people. You mentioned that. I mean, the price of gas, the price of milk, the price of bread, the price of anything you buy. Now with higher interest rates, your mortgage payment, your car payment, any of those types of things. It's taking uh, Missourians so much more money to pay their bills than it did before because of the policies that are coming out of Washington, D.C. We have to have a change in president. Uh, there's no two ways about it in 2024, and I'm so hopeful that we can we can get that done to reverse this additional cost that Missouri families are having to pay. Those are the top two things you hear about. There's plenty of other things to work on, education reform, lots of education opportunities out there. Um, economic development, those are the things that really kind of get our state and give opportunities Missourians like we did. And, and, you know, look, I understand what hard work is. I understand what hard times are. I've come from hard times, and I know that hard work can pull you out of hard times. 
And that's the message we got to get across to Missourians. This is savable. This is not a irreversible trend that we have here. We can really get Missouri in a place that's just the best you can have for your families. And I think it's something that uh, we have a good recipe and a good uh, process that we can go down and bring Missourians to a better spot and make sure we have lots of opportunities as we move forward. Well, Lieutenant Governor, I hope that you have big fun plans for the new year. And I hope your New Year's Eve goes really well. And I wish you the very best in 2024 and appreciate you taking some time to talk with us today. Well, I am so grateful, Mike, you would have us on. Um, We are, as I said earlier, my wife and I are blessed to have a great family and great health. And that's uh, most of what you can ask for. And we've met thousands of Missourians across the state that have taken us into their home and super kind for us. We're thankful for everything we have. And we wish all of your listeners a very happy and safe and blessed New Year as well. We appreciate it. Have a great New Year's, and we'll talk to you in in the next year. Thank you, buddy. That is Lieutenant Governor Mike Kehoe. Uh, Coming up on the other side is always one of my favorite times to be on the Annie Fry Show. Whether I'm here or whether I'm listening, it's Wiggins America on the other side. Mike Elam sitting in for Annie Fry today on St. Louis's home for conservative talk, 97.1 FM Talk. T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary. After the end of a good fight, you deserve an ice-cold reward. Medela is the mark of a fighter. You've earned this rich golden lager with a crisp, refreshing taste. Because you know, the bigger the fight, the better the reward. You put in the hours, the energy, the tough labor. You are a fighter. and Medela is your reward. Medela, the mark of a fighter. Drink responsibly. Beer imported by Crown Port, Chicago, Illinois. Odyssey is giving you a chance to win a trip to London to see Taylor Swift at the Eras Tour. It's Tay in the UK. Hey, it's Taylor. Just download the free Odyssey app, log in and listen to a participating station for a minimum of 60 minutes to get your daily entry. And you could win a chance to fly off to London with three friends and see Taylor. I can't wait to see you at the Eras Tour in London. For more, go to odyssey.com slash Taylor. Tay in the UK. It's on the Odyssey app. Thanks to Republic Records. This is a national contest. The Annie Fry Show is streaming online. Watch us live on YouTube and subscribe. Follow Annie on Twitter at Annie Fry Show. It's a beautiful day in St. Louis. Welcome to Paradise City where the snow is falling and it is not sticking. 
Hey, that, that actually, was really good. Thanks, yeah, that was, thanks for yeah. playing. That's that's what happens when you take a walk down the hall. It just comes to you. It's pretty. It really is pretty, though. It really is pretty. Standing Steve. inside, looking outside the window, it's great. If you're on the road, I have no idea what it's like. Yeah, it's beginning to look a lot like Christmas the sure week is. after. It sure is. So if you didn't have a good Christmas, today's your day to actually celebrate it and make it happen. It's Mike Elam sitting in for Annie Fry today. Uh, my dad has actually joined us in the studio, but so far he has refused to speak. So we're going to see if we can we can try and change that between now and 3 o'clock. But in the meantime, it is time for Wiggins America. Oh, wait. Hold on. No, it's Sorry. not. Oh, hey, wow. Give Leah just a second, and then it'll be time for Wiggins America. Uh... <laughs> we could just go into the segment without the intro, but uh, what, what would that be? Wiggins! 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 No, that's not it. It's not it? <laughs> yeah. We were so I close. I found it yesterday. Yeah, oh, wait, here we go. I job. found it. Oh, wait. Wiggins. Hey! Wiggins. And just like that, it's Wiggins America. Oh, wow. Now, gosh, I don't even know what to do now. <laughs> uh, so the, Jackie says, just move on, Wiggins. Yeah, just move on. <laughs> yeah, we are. Uh, the two main Democrat media messages going into 2024, I have identified these based on just my own research. These are things that I think you're already seeing, okay. but that you are going to see exclusively throughout the next year. It is going to be pounded into your psyche that these are the most two important things that you could possibly know about America in 2024. If you're a Democrat. If you're the media. Yeah. Oh, <laughs> yeah, exactly. Which are basically one and the same thing, Mike. Well, this uh, is true. So um, I, I've always said we live in a media-run state. It's not really a Democrat or a, a state-run media. The media kind of can control what you care about and what but, you don't. By all means. And they can control the mainstream media, of course. Uh, they can control which issues you pay attention to and which ones you don't. They can't necessarily control how you think about those issues, but they can spotlight issues and make you come up with an opinion on them. So I'm going to guess that the number one issue that the media and the Democrats are going to focus on in 2024 is abortion. Thank you for playing. You've got it. Would you that like is, to go for double jeopardy where the prices can really get interesting? That is number one. And I've brought examples, Mike, because it is already starting. Um I, I don't know if this was starting before Ohio or after the Ohio election that legalized, basically gave a constitutional right to abortion in Ohio. Um, but that was a big deal because that is a right-leaning state at this point. It's yeah. not necessarily a swing state anymore. It is a right-leaning state. Right. And they have legalized abortion like full on. Like, there are no restrictions. Um, it is a constitutional right in Ohio. And that is going to be tough to ever overturn. There's no time limits? Well, they, they didn't put any weeks in there or anything. If they have, they so I think some of that comes later. Okay. I think they had to pass the amendment first to, to enshrine the right. Okay. Then they talk about the specifics, but in enshrining the right, you have to basically take your hands completely off it. And what? So what are they going to go back and now and put restrictions on it? Right. Unlikely, but that's so that's the process. Okay. So I, I highlighted some examples here of national mainstream media of what you're going to see. It's already coming out, but you're going to see this over and over and over. The article from ABC News here is called Fighting for Their Lives, Women and the Impact of Abortion Restrictions in Post-Roe America. Wow. 
Now, if you're thinking, well, that's just one article, Ryan, you're going to see a, a bunch of articles. No, this is the beginning of a several-part series of investigations that ABC News Investigative Bureau is doing to turn over every rock possible in mostly red states, is my assumption, to try to find any personal impact stories to women that they can. Right to highlight and spread across the nation and the globe. We're going to take an exception, and we're going to present it as the norm, and we're going to do that over and over and over again and that until that becomes the narrative. Right, and this was on, uh, this I think was just a couple years ago. This is part one of the series, Fighting for Their Lives, Women and the Impact of Abortion Restrictions in Post-Roe America. And if you're thinking, okay, Yes, it's ABC News. Okay, fine. There's going to be several articles. It's not just that. They're going to be doing this stuff on ABC. They're also doing a several-part series on Hulu, Ooh. all on abortion. Now, what are they doing? Of course, they're highlighting individual stories, and that's the whole point is to pull on the heartstrings. They, they want you, if you're a woman, to feel something for this woman. And therefore, you will vote a certain way. They don't actually care about the woman. They don't care about anything other than the way you vote. That's the whole purpose of this series. The other point of it, and I've read this whole first part here. By the way, lots and lots of pictures. So it's not just text. It is a bunch of pictures of women standing, looking straight into the camera with their arms folded. Take me seriously pose. Mm. The other point of the article and what you're going to see in this entire series, I haven't seen the Hulu part of it yet, but I can almost guarantee you they will never, ever, ever mention the rights of a baby. No. They will never bring up the idea that there could be a life that's impacted outside of the woman here. Right. And that's the whole point is to get your eyes off of what they they don't want you to pay attention to the pro-life even idea not the argument they won't present the argument no they won't they will use language to make you forget that there even is a baby in this equation but you say abc and hulu but they both have the same parent company in yes. disney yes so i find it extremely sad i mean it's it's sad all the way around but it's even more sad to me that a company like disney which has made its money on families and kids would be the company that's behind all this. I mean, that's yeah. that's just sad at a whole other level. Yeah. Um, so that's the first one. And people pointing out, hey, there might be uh, restrictions in the Ohio. Now, as I understand it, there weren't on the initial, but I will look that up to make sure. I don't want to spread false information. More to follow. Um, yeah, number more to follow. two story is? So that's the number one, which you guessed. Do you want to guess number two? I would think number two is going to have to be economy, but they can't win economy. So I I don't think it's going to be economy, but I'm going to say economy. Economy. So you're saying you think that the, the Democrat-run media is going to push economics as a win for Democrats. I think they're going to say Bidenomics is working. You just need to be more patient because it's <laughs> kicking in. <laughs> I, You know what? You are kind of hearing that. You, you are. That's not the message that I have pinpointed here, because I think the thesis of both of these messages to me is that they're trying desperately to get you to not pay attention to anything associated with Joe Biden. They really want you to forget that he's even on the ballot. So is this going to be 
trans world? No, no. I, I mean, this is my opinion, so I'm not saying any of yours are wrong. But in my opinion, number one is abortion. Number two is Trump is a fill-in-the-blank. Oh. Dictator, insurrectionist, or fascist, any something like that. You're going to hear that over and over and over. And part of the point is that they don't even want you to remember that Joe Biden is the president of the United States. Right. Nor is he a candidate for president of the United States. They want you to think about abortion because they think that's a winning issue for them. And they want you to think about Trump. And they also, here's what's weird. Because we right now have two candidates, leading candidates for president, right. who have both very recently been president. Yes. One of them is, the other one just was. They each have records that they can run on. Yes. So one of the goals of any media is to take the new candidate and say, yeah, look at what this guy did. He screwed up. But look at what this guy or girl's doing. She's going to change things for the better. That's going to be really hard in 2024. Right. Because it's not just memory. It's very recent memory. <laughs> it, well, and it's I forgot who we had on yesterday. I, I think it was uh, uh, J.J. Carafano who was talking about the fact of this is a very strange presidential election because... You get to say, to your point, here's the guy who just was president. You lived through four years of him. You know what that looked like. And you can carve out that last year because of COVID if you want, because that's a once every hundred year type thing, right? And then you can look at the current president and what's gone on for the last three years there. So you've got the first three of Trump, the first three of Biden. You can put them side by side. And as a voter, you could say, I've A-B tested both of you. So now I can figure out, well, who do I want? Do, do I want this guy who's got really good policies, but he's going to say stuff that's going to make me think he's mean, which is the cardinal sin of Donald Trump. Right. He's mean. Okay, but your gas was a buck seventy. I can go with mean for a buck seventy a gallon. He's mean right? to all the right people. <laughs> He's for, mean. As far as foreign policy goes, anyway. <laughs> He's mean, but your economy's awesome. Yeah. Here's Joe Biden, who's supposed to be the kinder, gentler grandpa guy, who's letting your country being invaded by over eight million plus people and letting your economy go in the crapper and continues to uh, degrade the moral compass of your country. I'm not biased at all. Uh, you know, <laughs> I mean, when you look at these, you have two crystal clear choices that you're going to pick. But I agree with what you're saying. They're going to try to make it all about like it was in 2020. I still stick that there was no one who voted for Joe Biden. Maybe not even Biden's family. No one voted for Joe Biden. You either voted for Donald Trump or you voted against Donald Trump. And I think that's exactly what the 2020 election was. Yeah, and in 2024, it's going to be very, very difficult for the media to use this message because everybody remembers what it's been like for the last four years and the four years before that. Yep. But they're going to try. They're going to try to make you not pay attention to what's happening now, nor what happened under Trump. They really don't care about that. What they want you to focus on is going forward what will he be like? Because right. that then they can say anything they want. You can project anything you want on a future president, good or bad, because there's no there's no limit to what could happen. So they're going to say he's a dictator, 
there are, I'm already seeing this in several locations. Well, and he played into it on Sean Hannity's show. And he, he will. That's yeah. the thing, is that he won't run from these things. Nope. He'll just turn them. He'll use them. He will. He'll use them in sound bites because he knows that's how the game is played. So the articles that I'm seeing now, though, are saying, you know what? I'm really worried that Trump will refuse to leave office. Well, they, they, didn't you, they you, say that three years ago? You you can just say it and you can say anything you want. Right. Because you, you can just project your own opinions on him going forward. Oh, he's a insurrectionist. They're already using that to keep yep. him off ballots. By the way, up, update, you might have seen this this morning, that Michigan's Supreme Court reject they, did. they rejected the insurrectionist ban, and they're going to keep Trump on the primary ballot. So whether the, the Supreme Court's going to step into this, man, I just don't know, because our associate producer yesterday, Phil and Ethan, uh, sent me, sorry, not Ethan, Drew, sent me this article that I don't know, I didn't even see. He goes, oh, did you see about Texas? I said, no, I didn't see about Texas. What is it? He sent me the article. Lieutenant Governor Dan Patrick of Texas yep. wants to take President Biden off the ballot in Texas because he said, we have no border. You're allowing an invasion. That is an insurrection. Yes. So basically what he's saying is, oh, you want to play that game? We can play that game. And that's unfortunately what they have to do because if the other side's going to change the rules, you can't say, no, I want to play by the old ba- basketball rules where uh, traveling was never called. Oh, no, now you got to play by Dr. J's rules where he can take a couple steps and they're not calling it. It's right. You know? so that's you not have, walking anymore. That's right. So you got to do these things, but that's what they're not going to stop. They're going to use insurrectionist, they're going to use dictator, and they're going to use fascist. And all of those words are the exact things that they're doing. You don't keep your political opponent off the ballot because he's a fascist unless you're a fascist. <laughs> That's what you do. Which is why this is all going to get fast-tracked to the Supreme Court, and both sides are going to stop playing that. And you, the voter, are going to get to make the pick, which is what you should. It's Wiggins America, which is always amazing and deep. Well thought. Well, uh, and let me know what you think. If, if if you agree with me, disagree with me about those two things being the major talking points for Democrat-led media in 2024, I'd love to know. We're talking with Kirk Erickson from the Post-Dispatch on the other side of the break. It's Mike Elam sitting in for Annie Fry today on 97.1 FM Talk. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance, too, with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network, from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary. 
Stacey is giving you a chance to win a trip to London to see Taylor Swift at the Eras Tour. It's Tay in the UK. Hey, it's Taylor. Just download the free Odyssey app, log in and listen to a participating station for a minimum of 60 minutes to get your daily entry. And you could win a chance to fly off to London with three friends and see Taylor. I can't wait to see you at the Eras Tour in London. For more, go to odyssey.com slash Taylor. Tay in the UK. It's on the Odyssey app. Thanks to Republic Records. This is a national contest. Hey. 